joy, peace, tranquility, vibrancy, and wellness. Isn't this what you want instead of constant stress? That's what host Rochelle Lawson is going to help you with on Blissful Living. There are many ways to reduce stress, some you may not even know about. Doesn't a little peace and tranquility sound like just what you've been looking for? Relax for a few minutes with Rochelle. She's the queen of feeling fabulous. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another hour of Blissful Living. I am Rochelle Lawson, the queen of feeling fabulous, your host, and I have an intriguing show for you today. I have a very special guest. Of course, all my guests are very special to me and very dear to me. But this one and this show is going to be a little bit different. And um, it's going to tackle or we're going to discuss a title or a scenario. No, that's not the right word. But we're going to discuss a situation that might be prevalent in some of your lives. And it does affect a lot of people. So my guest today is Dr. Ann Lee. And she's a naturopathic doctor, a licensed acupuncture um, and she is uh, totally involved and enveloped in the holistic realm of um, treating her clients. And her specialty is uh, helping people, women, with fertility issues. And the reason why I bought Anne to the show is because we're going to talk about how you can um, make your dream come true by having your baby and not get stressed out about it. So basically the title is Stress Relief to Make Your Dream Baby Come True. Now, doesn't that sound beautiful? So without further ado, welcome, Dr. Ann Lee. How are you? I'm doing very well. I'm very excited to be here. Well, we are very excited to have you because this is a, this is something that a lot of people have problems with, I know, and they really do get stressed out about it, but not too many people talk about it. And so it's, it's wonderful for me to bring you to the show, um, to touch those that might be having problems like this or, you know, struggling with, um, fertility or no family members or friends that are having problems and, you know, the information that you will provide to us on the show today may be something that just may help someone else to feel better and not be stressed so that they can have that dream baby. Yes, it's very important. Sometimes it can be, you know, a snowball effect because, you know, you've been trying so hard and taking a lot of effort to have a baby and then, you know, every month if it becomes a disappointment, then that creates more stress. It does. I know. I, I've seen it. Now, you have really an interesting background. You're kind of like me. We kind of started off as engineers and then... Yes. <laughs> which is... I, you know what? It's so funny because I, I think that um, I'm the only person that's like that or only person that was like female. Let me put it that way. Female woman. And um, and then lately I've been coming across other women that are engineers by, you know, trade, schooling, whatever, mm-hmm. and have dived into a, a totally different um, realm of engineering because what we do is engineering. It's just different, right? Right, just with the human body. Exactly. So I just want to tell people a little bit more about you because I just did the opening really fast. But, you guys, this is really phenomenal because Dr. Lee actually started her career as a chemical engineer for a pharmaceutical company. And, you know, after being faced with the possibility of her parents being on cholesterol-lowering drugs, which we know are, ugh, 
um, not yeah. going to cure their cholesterol problem at all, probably will make it even worse. Um, after, you know, having, you know, her parents face that for the rest of their life, her philosophy of healthcare changed and, um, she decided to leave corporate America to pursue a natural way of living and natural alternatives. And basically, after graduating with a doctorate degree in naturopathic medicine and a master's in acupuncture, she opened up her own private practice, which is Health for Life Clinic in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And so I wanted to give you guys a little bit of background to let you know that she is deep. She is way deeper than what I could ever convey to you over this, this the course of this next, you know, hour with you. So I'd like to give some um, background information so that you, the audience, can know that when I bring you a guest, I'm bringing you a guest that has a lot of facets to them and can relate to all of us in a lot of different ways. They're just not so linear and focused on one thing. They have a lot of facets. So enough of me talking about how beautiful and wonderful I am, my guests are, and, of course, my very, very brilliant listening audience. Um, Dr. Lee, let's get into the nitty-gritty of, um, you know, what you do and and, and how um, you help others. And I guess basically, you know, during your clinical experience, I know you have experienced, um, you know, couples that, are having a lot of trouble having a baby. And can you just elaborate to us a little bit as why you think that might be a problem with today? Because I know back in the olden days, people were spitting out kids like 9,000. Now, they may have had problems. Um, there may be, have been some women that were having problems with uh, fertility issues, which we probably will never know about. But for the most part, it just seems like they were spitting out babies like no problem. But in today's society, um, you see more and more couples having problems with that. So why do you think that happens or why do you think it's happening to us? Yes, most of the people that I see in the clinic with fertility issues, it is our modern lifestyle and just how toxic our environment has become. And, you know, yes, people do have you know, more structural issues, maybe their tubes are blocked or, you know, they might have endometriosis or fibroids. But even those types of things can be caused by your diet and your lifestyle and just having a lot of stress. You know, we tend to be always on the run, always eating on the go and, you know, working really long hours. And that all plays a part in fertility. So a lot of people, when they come to me, they've gone through the full workup, all of the lab work is normal, and then they just, you know, leave the office with the diagnosis unexplained infertility. But for me, you know, when somebody comes in with that, there's so many different factors to look at with somebody's diet and, you know, the way that they're living. Right. It's... um you you mentioned a couple of um things that you know i know people that have had you know problems with and i do see it in our society that our technology is everywhere it's so hard to escape technology and that's one yeah. of the reasons why i'm putting on um a retreat next march called the blissful living retreat uh, because i know how important it is um to get away from that technology it has its good points for sure but definitely 
the technology plays a havoc on our mind and our body and we don't and the sad part is we don't even realize it we don't even know what it's doing and so when you have couples that come in that are having problems with having a baby which seems like so natural and such an easy thing to do and then you discover where you know their their life is on the go and they have all this technological stuff and you know mm-hmm. everything that brings this toxic energy into our our well-being our living um it doesn't surprise me that you know their lab work would come out normal and all that, and they still would be having a problem. And I just want to let you listeners know that she mentioned two terms. Um, women, we're probably, if you're a woman, you're probably familiar with it. But if you're a guy and you're listening to this show, you probably don't have any idea what she talked about. And one of those is fibroid tumors. And those are tumors that develop inside of a woman. It could be in utero or, um, you know, sometimes outside the uterus, but these are tumors that actually uh, create havoc for the woman's reproductive system and can just cause all kind of chaos in that arena. And then the other air, um, term she mentioned was endometriosis, which is another thing specifically uh, related to women, and it happens with our um, the lining of the uterus when we are in our menstrual phase, so to speak. I don't want to go into the whole detail about it, but... Those could be separate topics in themselves. Yeah, I'm sure we can do a whole show on PMS and how to deal with your woman who's having PMS. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But just so you guys know that endometriosis is another problem related to women in our reproductive system, and it has to do with the uterine lining as we build up for our periods and things of that nature. So um, there's a specific term uh, that designates endometriosis, which is is not normal for women to have. Um, So just getting those terms out of the way for you guys so you guys can follow us a little bit more because we're both medical people. Um, Everybody out there may not be, and so I I do like to explain those terms just so we don't lose anybody off the boat. (laughs) Okay, so now you mentioned, Dr. Lee, you mentioned, you know, um, diet and lifestyle, and I want to ask you, why, if diet and lifestyle can play a role in infertility, is the natural route the way to go over intrauterine insemination or in vitro fertilization? The reason why the natural route, I always try to explore this before somebody goes to, you know, intrauterine insemination or called IUI or in vitro fertilization, also termed IVF is that, you know, when people go through those procedures, there are a lot of medications that people take to stimulate their ovaries to make sure their uterine lining is, you know, healthy and thick for implantation. And all of those stimulation meds have a lot of side effects for people. People report, you know, weight gain, mood swings, It, you know, it... it affects your hormone levels, and a lot of people get headaches. So there's a lot of side effects with those. And also recently in, you know, publicity, there has been talk about the possibility of the link to these, you know, medications to hormonal cancers later on. So as much as possible, I'd like to explore the natural route before going into a little more invasive approach. Wow, I, 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 you just said something that I didn't even know about. Um, 
with regards to the hormonal cancers and things. You know, I do know um, this one gal, and bless her heart, she's just as sweet as can be. And she's trying to have, she's been trying to have a baby for, I want to say, maybe three years. And so she's going through the in vitro and all that kind of stuff. And I didn't realize, and here I am a nurse, but I didn't even realize this myself. I don't know what I thought it was, but I didn't realize that they give them additional medications to take to stimulate the ovaries and and the uterine lining building up and all that. I didn't even think of that. I didn't put that concept in my head and I didn't take it that far. But when mm-hmm. I said that, I thought about my friend who's, you know, been having this problem and she might be listening to the show. So I don't want to give her name or anything like that. But mm-hmm. my heart goes out to her because she's a, you know, she's a good lady. She's got a good, you know, good honey and they want to have a baby. And every time she goes through this process, she develops these um uterine cysts or these cysts right ovaries and it totally makes sense to me now that why she would be developing these cysts which is actually hampering the her ability to get pregnant or to conceive because they have to address the cysts you know from the medications that she's taken to help her conceive so it's like this you know she's repeating this cycle this poor thing and it's like Wow, I, I want to refer her to you because it's you, you know you're not going to fill her up with all these hormones that's going to really hamper what she's trying to achieve in the process. So, um, you it, bells and whistles went off in my head when you said that about the medications because I'm like, this is my friend. That's what's happening. She's going through this never-ending cycle. Right, and even my patients who, you know, I am supporting them through the IUIs and IVFs, I just find that the miscarriage rate from going through these procedures is so much higher than my patients who are doing it naturally. Wow, and that's another thing. You're right, because I, I it, you know, it's fabulous talking to you because um, I know people that have been going, have gone through this, other people besides my friend that I just mentioned, and have had miscarriages. And, you know, they get so excited about, about the implantation taking place just to have maybe within the next few weeks or months for them to miscarry, you know, to have this spontaneous miscarriage. And so um, because I didn't know they were taking medications to support this process, it totally mm-hmm. to me. And, of course, you know, I'm all natural, all holistic. So I'm I'm not... I'm in favor of helping people to achieve what they want to achieve if that's what they want to do is have a baby, but I'm not in favor of all the medications that potentially do, you know, cause harm to our bodies and we don't know what the heck it does to the baby. There's, I don't know if there's any research out there yet with regards to, you know, what happens after these babies, you know, are born and grow up and things of that nature, but we do have a lot of new diseases um coming into play or a lot of new, say, medical challenges coming into play. And I'm tending to think that some of it might be because we're playing with things we shouldn't be playing with. And one of this is, you know, the artificial insemination type of thing. So um, very interesting. I'm, I'm loving this. Okay, so back, let me, I'm trying. So what is the first step you take with patients to help them lower their stress so they can prepare themselves for this beautiful process of getting this baby ready in them? So the first step that I take is awareness. I have my patients write down, take some time to think about what are their top three stressors, and then I work with them to really step back and assess the situation and to consider whether it's something 
within, you know, within your control or out of your control. And if it is within your control, then, you know, we try to brainstorm, bounce ideas off of each other on things, little steps that they can take. And if it is out of your control, to really work on just implementing coping mechanisms to handling it better or to have greater acceptance in your life. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing to ask is, you know, is there anything you can take off of your plate? Because mm-hmm. all of us are so busy and we just keep, you know, adding on obligations and adding on, but then our lives are totally, you know, overflowing and overwhelming. <laughs> Exactly. That's why we have this show. (laughs) (laughs) And then after that, to really try to see, is there any extra support that you could use in your life, you know, to build that support system around you? Oh, that's nice. That's that's nice. I I like that because um, a lot of times we we go through life and we just go through life and we don't. Mm -hmm. We're the little hamster in the hamster wheel. Running, 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 because that's what we're supposed to do, because that's what we've been told we're supposed to do. That's what everybody else around us is doing. And, you know, we just fall into the, you know, it's like a fish swimming in a school, you know, a school of fish. And fish are going one way. You never see one going the opposite way that's still swimming in that school, right? And so it's we're kind of like the little fish. We're just... We just get in the middle of the groove and we just go because that's what everybody else is doing. That's what's around us. That's what's happening, even though it may not be normal and even though it may be detrimental to our health, we still do it because it's just what we're what we think we're supposed to do. And when you tell someone to stop and become aware, you know, become present it's almost like you're telling them to jump off the Golden Gate Bridge because they don't get it. And then when you explain it to them and, and, and then they get it, you could see it almost instantaneously in their eyes. Their, lights, their eyes will light up like light bulbs. They get it. And then they understand. Now, that's, you know, sometimes really easy, you know, from getting them to the point of where they don't get what awareness is to what it is, but actually incorporating that into their life on a daily basis can be a little bit more challenging, something very simple to do, but not always easy to do. And so when you have, um, you know, when you have people that are coming to you with a specific goal of having a baby and you bring this, you know, you tell them to become aware and then the awareness helps them to realize, wow, I'm so overwhelmed and stressed. And you say, okay, well, now that we've discovered that, what can you take off your plate and, and dish off to someone else? And then they start realizing, well, I don't really need to do this. I don't really need to do that. I can get this. Right. Yeah. And then that opens up more space for them to become even more aware. And then you ask them, what, you know, what extra support do you, do you have around you? Some people have some and some people don't. But at least they become aware of all these things and then they can correct the imbalance in their awareness so that they can become, you know, less stressed and more aware about what's going on with them and be present so that, um, their body can relax and and allow the the natural process of fertilization to take place. So that's beautiful. I'm I'm just rambling on because this topic is is beautiful to me. I I mean, I didn't have problems having kids, but I know a lot of people do. And to dwell deep inside like this with you is just really eye-opening to me. So if I start talking too much, just shut me. (laughs) No, it's a very passionate topic for both of us. 
because we're both into the holistic and natural processes and we know that you don't need, I don't want to say anything negative, but we know that you all you really need is the natural way and the natural ability and you don't need the artificial stuff that's so prevalent in our society. And so I think because we're both on the same page, same sentence, same word, um, we get it and and we're passionate about it. As you can tell, I, I just won't shut up. So let me let, <laughs> let me go. And just to finish up, you know, that thought when I tell people to take things off of their plate, if you think about, you know, the energetics of it, then you're actually allowing space for a baby in your life. And, you know, when I tell people to create that support system, you know, you need a strong support system to take care of a family to support a baby. So having that up front just tells the universe that you're ready. Oh, I love that. That's Oh, my gosh, that's so beautiful. Like my heart just got this big beam of light coming from it. That's so beautiful, Dr. Lee. Um, wow, that, that that's beautiful. And listeners, I hope you heard what she said. I know I didn't tell you guys. I usually tell you guys to pull over, pull out your pen and paper and take notes or to, you know, get a nice comfortable chair and sit down and relax with your favorite beverage and just listen to the show and really envelop your hour because this is your hour of blissful living. And I know I didn't say that today, but just the information and the words that Dr. Lee just spoke I know it's touching a lot of you because truly when you do take time and you make space, you open up for things to happen that are way beyond our control. So um, it's really, that was a really beautiful statement. And it's going to lead me into my next question I have for you, um, which is what are the top five most effective ways you find in your practice to help patients lower stress? And this is a good, so audience, if you guys, have not pulled out your pen and paper, um, you might want to do this now and, and take notes because this is some this is some nitty-gritty stuff that she's going to give to us right now. So, of course, the number one thing, I, I am a little biased because I'm an acupuncturist, but I find the most effective is acupuncture because, you know, when people come in, they're carving space out in their life to really just, take time away from all the grind and, you know, just to relax the needles immediately relax you. People always ask me, is it painful? But then when they realize that it's at most feels like a mosquito bite, but then afterwards just that relaxing effect, increasing the endorphins in your body and it balances your nervous system. Acupuncture is just such a great way for people, not only that are looking for fertility, but anybody who really wants to get some stress relief in their life. Mm, beautiful, beautiful. Okay, so what's number two? Number two is to look into fertility meditations. What I like to do is while I give people the acupuncture, I play a fertility meditation at the same time. The meditation kind of goes through a progressive relaxing of 
you know, the muscles in your body from the top down. And there's many different types of fertility meditations out there. So you can just Google and you can listen to it when you're at home having some downtime. I don't recommend listening to it when you're driving, but, you know, meditations are very powerful. Wow. Okay, so that's one, two. What's number three? Number three is actually a nutrient that, you know, is overlooked sometimes is our magnesium levels. Um, you know, just the amount of stress that we go through and, you know, our diet, magnesium is used for blood sugar regulation, for relaxing our muscles. Magnesium helps to really calm our minds and Actually, magnesium is used in a lot of hormone processes as well. So I find a lot of people are deficient in this, and I recommend them to look into a magnesium powder and to really, you know, take that regularly and just support yourself. Wow. Yeah, that, you know what, that's really, um, that's a good one because we do not think about some of the, you know, like, um, the electrolytes and, and minerals and things, we don't really think about them. And magnesium is really powerful. I mean, you, it's powerful um, and it's, it's very much so needed by what you just said, but also just for the normal processes and functions of the body. And if we're deficient in magnesium, we don't often realize it because the signs and symptoms are very subtle. It can mask right. or like stimulate other things. But if we're deficient in sodium or potassium, we really realize that because we'll start having cardiac arrhythmias or we'll start having muscle cramps. Our body really tells us um, because those two are really, really the potent potential things that we really, really need, really, really. But magnesium is as well. But because it's so subtle, we don't often recognize that we might be deficient in that. And, we, and, and you know, a lot of physicians, a lot of Western medicine physicians um, don't necessarily, when they do the lab work, the Chem 7 or the, you know, a full panel or whatever, they look at that, but they don't really focus on that because they're so focused on the, you know, the sodium, the potassium, the calcium and those things. So um, I like how you, you said that and I like how you gave um, – people a solution that they could get, you know, if they feel that that's something they're deficient in. Of course, we, we're going to say, I'm going to do a medical disclaimer here that right. really check in with your physician, you guys, um, on, you know, if there's any supplements or anything that we mentioned, check in to, with your physician to make sure it's okay. But because we are talking to a physician, she just happens to be a naturopathic physician, mm -hmm. I feel confident and comfortable giving you guys this information because we're giving it to you as suggestions. We're not, we're not saying go out there and get, you know, you know, six milligrams or whatever of this and take this and you're going to be cured. That's not what we're saying. We're just giving you suggestions here that will help you to lower your stress. And this is what she utilizes in her practice with her patients. So do you have any, um, oh wait, we did say five ways. What is number four? Do you have a number four for us? Yes, I do. I just want to add in another thing about the magnesium. The great thing about it is that your body will tell you if you don't need magnesium because when you take it, your bowel movements will be very, very, very loose. So, you know, that's a way to gauge whether you actually need it or not. 
Okay, you guys, so did you hear that? We're taking it there. (laughs) You know, I love it. I love talking to other medical professionals. I mean, I love talking to everyone, but it's just, we talk the same lingo. So it's just, it's, it's like girlfriends being, you know, going out shopping together. We like the same stuff. It's just, it's just so much synchronicity. But, um, guys, did you hear that? Your body will tell you if you, you know, how your magnesium level is. If you take the magnesium supplement and you're having loose bowel movements, loose stools, then basically what your body is telling you is that you don't need that. So don't continue to take it and then have loose stools for weeks on end and then wonder why you're feeling dehydrated or other conditions are surfacing. Um, listen to your body and listen to how it talks to you specifically. Everybody's body talks to them a little bit different. But listen, if you're having loose stools and you've been taking the magnesium supplements, stop taking the supplements. Okay. Um, All right. So number four is belly breathing. I find that most of my patients are chest breathers. And, you know, when you're stressed out and you have neck tension, it's just everything is up higher and we don't realize that, you know, the normal way for humans is to breathe through your belly. And, you know, sometimes I do a little demonstration with them. I have them lay on their back and I just, you know, put, you know, a container or a box on their belly and just have them. I want to see the object moving up and down. And that's a great thing that people can do on their own anywhere while at work, you know, while running around, while you're waiting in line for shopping and, you know, you're getting worked up and the easiest thing you can do for yourself is just just start the belly breathing. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that that is um, very, very powerful, um, the belly breathing or diaphragmic breathing. Uh, I don't know how we ever got into, you know, when you're an infant, and you're born, or say when you're born and you're an infant, um, infants are belly breathers. You know, you watch their little bellies rise and fall, and you know they're breathing okay and they're doing well. Um, somewhere, and I can't remember the age, but somewhere within that age range when we're a child, we switch and we become chest breathers. And it's when you get back to that really deep, diaphragmatic breathing or that belly breathing that you really actually able to absorb the oxygen deep inside your lungs where it's going to be so beneficial to the rest of your body. But we don't, you know, we just go through life. We don't know because we're so used to doing something one way that we don't even realize that we're not even doing what is natural, what we should naturally be doing, which is belly breathing. So when you, um, Bring someone's mind when you bring someone's attention to that and make them aware of that, which is what you're doing. Um, it has a it has a really powerful effect on them and how they move forward with dealing with their stress and overwhelm. It's just something so simple that you can do anywhere. No one has to know about it, and it will yes, help. Yes, you can do it in the car. <laughs> Great places to do it in the car when you're in traffic. Right. Great. I've utilized it myself. Here I am, the queen of feeling fabulous. But there are moments when I'm in traffic that I may be feeling fabulous, but I may not have a fabulous thought. (laughs) So I 
the belly breathing or, you know, what I call pranayama breathing because it helps to center me. It helps to breathe. It, first of all, it helps me to become aware. And then it helps to center me and it helps to calm the fire that might be starting to rage in me for something that is completely out of my control. So um, I suggest it. Okay, so number five. What is number five? I'm so excited to hear this stuff. So number five that I like to use for people are homeopathic remedies. And I know this could be a whole separate talk, but, you know, if you go to your naturopath or a holistic practitioner, they can tailor a homeopathic remedy for you that really helps to lower your stress levels based on everything that's going on in your life. Mm. So true. As me practicing, um, being an Ayurvedic um, practitioner, yes, I, I can create things, and I do create things for my clients that really um, helps them to, you know, restore the balance in their life and, and calm their stress levels. So very, very good information. So I hope you guys wrote that down because um, it's powerful, powerful information, and it works, and it will help you. Um, the next question, Dr. Lee, is I know you love acupuncture, and so I do want to talk a little bit about that. And I want you to tell us what makes acupuncture so effective for fertility. Right. So as I mentioned before, not only does it work on decreasing our stress levels, but an acupuncturist has the ability to use specific points on the body to really increase blood and circulation to your reproductive organs. So in that essence, you know, that's what you want to do is stimulate your ovaries and uterus naturally, and the acupuncture can also work on balancing all of your hormones. Oh. So if any of you out there have been having problems with fertility and you're not going to see a naturopath, you're going to your regular mess. Western medicine practitioner, um, you might want to you might want to explore the possibility of using acupuncture to help you with the process, um, especially since it has such beneficial effects as what Dr. Lee has explained to us. It might be something that might just be that missing piece to the puzzle that you're trying to, you know, fix with. Um, having the, your, your baby. So if it's something that you haven't even thought about or known about or anything, you might want to explore it. it. It just might be that missing piece to help you. And now I know you just got, you just got, well, let me, let me go back. I want to stay on this fertility for just a little bit. You mentioned um, in the five most effective ways um, that you help your patients to lower their stress level. You mentioned, um, a fertility meditation, which I am um, so such a promoter of meditation. I'm a certified meditation specialist, and I'm such a promoter of that because it's helped me tremendously um, in my life. What would you say, or when would you say would be the best time if someone is going through, you know, the process of fertility, um, and whether they're doing it natural or not? Because um, you know, some people have their own. Think ways they think about um, what we do, as well as how we think about, you know, some of the other areas of medicine. Um, when you say do a fertility meditation, when is the best time to do that? When would be a good time for someone to do that? 
Right. So I find that because we are living such busy lifestyles, the best time is just to get it out of the way, you know, first thing in the morning or at the end of the day, make it part of your routine before going to bed. And, you know, it really depends on you whether you're more of a morning person or a night owl. But I find that, you know, to be consistent with it or to, you know, make sure you add it into your routine, those are the best times to do it. And, you know, you can even bring it to your acupuncture session, too, if and have your acupuncturist play it there as well. So that's another option. Oh, wow. So you can actually um, you can actually get the wonderful treatment um, from the acupuncturist. And and for the sake of time, utilizing your time most effectively while you're laying on the table of the acupuncturist table, you can have your fertility meditation going and you can be doing that. So if you're one of those type of persons that think, I just don't have time to fit all this stuff in, here, right. <laughs> here's an opportunity for you to kill basically, as we say, I don't want to say it, but an old cliche to kill two birds with one stone and save you some time. Be your acupuncturist, get a nice acupuncture treatment, and in the same time, uh, do the meditation fertility and watch how much opens up for you. And right, and even if you're doing, you know, IUI or IVF, there's very there's specific meditations for that as well. So, you know, whatever your fertility journey is, there is a meditation for you. Love that. You're so beautiful because you just specifically went into how I say that, you know, with an Ayurveda, we treat the specific person and everybody's different and everybody's at a different space and they arrive at their their challenges differently because we're all different. And I like how you said that whatever process you're going through with regards to your fertility, there is a meditation for you. And that, again, just solidifies me saying we're all unique. And there's a uniqueness out there for us. We just have to find it. And when you seek, you shall find. Just like um, uh, Abraham says, Esther, the this, um, channel that comes through Esther and Jerry Hicks, you know, Esther and Jerry Hicks, Abraham says that if you ask for it, it is given. So, and I, I believe that if you ask, it is given. If you seek, you will find Depending on what you're seeking, you will find. You know, if you're seeking something bad, you're going to find bad. If you're seeking something good, you're going to find good. And so I like how you said that. There's something specifically out there for you, no matter where you are in your fertility process. Um, Now, I want to go back a little bit and talk about the magnesium. And, you know, because we are, you know, natural, holistic people, and that's how we live our lives, and that's how we you know, handle our patients and clients. Um, let's educate the listeners out there just a little bit um, about magnesium. First of all, I want to say, I want you to explain to us what is the best form of magnesium to take? Yes, I find that the best form is in the powder form. And the reason why I say that is, I, you know, I have patients that take both the pill and the powdered form, and I just find that there's greater clinical effects, but also that your body is just able to absorb it better. And the other great thing about it is your ability to personalize your dosage. As we were saying before about, 
you know, if you take it and you get the loose stools, then your body lets you know what is your optimal amount of magnesium. So people start with a very low dose, and they just slowly increase it. And when they get to that point of the loose stools, they back down a little bit, and that's your personal dosage of magnesium. So you might have a totally different dosage versus your neighbor. Oh, see, again, the uniqueness, the individuality, I like that, and I like the powdered form and being able to, you know, measure specific doses, but also because the body does not have to break it down when you take it, it's already broken down form, it's going to be absorbed faster because it doesn't have to, it's like a couple steps it doesn't even have to go through for the body to absorb it. It doesn't have to be, you know, taken and then broken down and then, you know, chemically processed in her body. When you take it in the powder form, it's already broken down, so it can go right to being absorbed by the body and being utilized um, for us. Now, what um, what are some – I know we may have already talked about this, but I just really want to emphasize this because this is some really good information here for the listeners. What are the benefits of magnesium? Yes, there's many, many benefits. So as we, you know, the huge thing of our talk is stress. So it just, when people take magnesium, I tell them to actually take it when they come home from work, when they're trying to wind down, because it just relaxes all of your muscles and gives you a calming effect. Um, It helps people when they have a lot of chronic fatigue. It, you know, increases your energy levels. Like I said, it's used a lot in our hormone processes, so it really helps to balance our hormones. People find that their cycles become more regular. They notice less PMS symptoms, less cramping. Um, People who have insomnia, it helps you sleep better. And as you mentioned before about the muscle cramps with the potassium and, you know, other electrolytes, Magnesium can also play a role in, you know, muscle cramps um, as well as palpitations. People with chronic headaches or migraines might be an indication of magnesium deficiency. And, you know, we all hold a lot of tension in our neck muscles, so that helps people to relax as well. Oh, beautiful. You know, um, again, Dr. Lee, you're just, you're just I, I want to say, girl, you are hitting a home run today with me because you're, you're you're giving us so much information. And what's beautiful about you, not only you, you're just a cutie pie, but what's beautiful about you is you're doing it and you're just putting it out there, just like, you know, really just talking, but nonchalantly. You're not really emphasizing things, but you are, but you're doing it in such a uh, fabulous, that's, you know, me, fabulous way that um, is very inviting and engaging, and we're getting a ton of information. And one of the things that, as you were talking about the benefits of magnesium, I want to really emphasize or point out to the listening audience is that when you said it helps to decrease PMS, I'm like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> because I have, I do suffer from PMS occasionally. You know, not every time it's as bad as others. I'm sure if you talk to the men in my household, they might tell you something different. But um, just think how fabulous they would feel if I took the powdered magnesium to calm my PMS symptoms and they'd be like, oh, my gosh, she's 
And here, here's another great tip, another light bulb that goes off for people. When you're around your cycle, what do people crave the most? Oh, my goodness. You're they crave chocolate. <laughs> and if you think about it, chocolate is a rich source of magnesium. So that's also another indication. How funny is this? So look, here we, we're you know talking about how it relieves and, and helps us with stress and the fertilization process. And lo and behold, we got an added benefit, ladies, because she just gave us a secret key, a secret key for unlocking us from the grips of PMS. And it's <laughs> funny because it's like I can tell I will get that craving for chocolate I, like nobody's business. Now, all the rest of the month, I won't even want any chocolate or sweet or anything, but come that time period, I can shovel the chocolate in like nobody's business. And to me, I never realized that. Here I am, this holistic practitioner, but I didn't put it together for myself that the reason I'm craving it is because I'm low on magnesium. And that's also the same time where I'm the most, um, I don't want to use the B word, but I'm the <laughs> you know, most challenging personality type to deal with. <laughs> so this is fabulous. I'm like, oh, you should see the notes I've taken because it's like, here we are talking about this and it's leading into this and you've given us just so much. So um, let me shut up and just keep letting you do your thing because um, it, it's fabulous information. Okay, so let me get get back on track, Rochelle. Get back on track. Um, <laughs> I'm just so excited. It's like, oh, um, Okay, so what makes homeopathic remedies different from other natural remedies? Because, you know, out there there's a lot of stuff, and everybody's touting their natural now. But you have to – sometimes I say you have to really look at the labels to see how natural things are. So can yeah. you just um, tell us why um, homeopathic remedies are, are different from the other remedies that are, quote, unquote, natural out there? Right. So I know that I'm – very oversimplifying this, but one way that I help to explain to people is really, you know, how they're made. So homeopathic remedies, they're made from, you know, similar things like minerals and herbs and, and you know, substances that are natural. But what happens during the processing or the manufacturing of them is you dilute it and then you dilute it down to a level where technically, scientifically, the substance is no longer in, you know, the solution. And then there's, a, you know, shaking involved and things like that. But in, the, in those terms, then how the homeopathic remedies work is they still have an effect on the body and help you to manage stress better. Mm, okay. So again, you guys, some important information out there. When you, when you're out there and you're looking for supplements or things that, <clears throat> you know, you want to take to help you feel better, uh, that you think are natural, be, just be aware that they may not be as natural as they claim to be, for one. And then the natural potency of the natural product that you might be buying may not be as potent as it's supposed to be because of the dilute, dilute, the, the, the dilution factor that is taking place in the in the process of manufacturing this product. So um, I know, for instance, in the health food stores, you will see, you know, they have the natural products and all that stuff. Uh, and I'm not discounting any of them. I just want you guys to be aware, um, really pay attention to looking at the labels and things of that nature. But 
They also have in the health food store, they'll have a section where it's just the homeopathic remedies. And if you are more inclined to be as natural as possible, I would say shift and go towards the homeopathic. They may be a little bit more expensive, but after all, you only have one body and you only have one life to live and you're worth more than a billion dollars. At least I know I'm worth more than a billion dollars. So I want to do the best that I can for my body. And if I have to spend a little bit more on my food, if I have to spend a little bit more on the um, herbal supplements or um, medical supplements that I get, then I want the best because I'm worth it. And uh, that's how you guys should put yourself and think about yourself as well. Um, besides stress, what other factors should women consider really um, to help them boost their fertility? So I... You know, I try to look at the whole picture, the whole body, and all different things that could be, you know, affecting you. And one very, very important thing is your mindset. Sometimes people just don't realize that you have blocks going on. And, it, you know, it could range from many different things. For example, maybe you had experiences as a child with your parents and, you know, parenting really scares you so that could be a mental block and so we kind of work on trying to identify those and try to address those and on my website which I'll share with you guys later I have on there a questionnaire that you can take to try to see if you have any mindset blocks um share it with them now and then we'll share it we'll you know we'll let you um we'll have you give it again but give it to them now so that you know um at least if they they can write it down, and then if they didn't get it all, we can they can get it later. So give them your website. I think it's important. Sure, my website is www.naturalfertilityformula.com. Okay, you guys. Again, that's triple W natural fertility formula. Dot com And we will mention it again before we close out the show be, because I want you guys, she's just given so much information um, that can help us, whether you're looking for fertility help or not. Um, she's just given us so much information that I want to make sure that you guys be able to have the, have the information necessary that you can reach out and touch Dr. Lee. Um, so now, Dr. Lee, because we're both the you know natural type of gals and and you know believe wholeheartedly in what we do and have had tremendous success with our clients, I like to always um, throw in a little bit of nutrition if I can. Um, so what what is the best nutrition tip that you can give for couples trying to you know implement right away, trying to you know have that baby or or just couples that are just out there just trying to feel feel and be better, what is the um, the best nutrition tip that you can give to us to, right now? So the simplest tip that I have to give, which might not be the best timing because it's the holiday time, but really to look at the amount of sugar that you have in your diet. And a lot of my patients are just so surprised when they actually start reading the labels and adding up the sugar that's in there, how much they are having every day and blood sugar levels impact and influence our hormone levels and they do impact our ability to ovulate normally so it's really a direct correlation that not many people you know know about 
I like that. Um, I just I just finished um, writing a program. It's called my 21-Day Jumpstart Your Metabolism Program. And one of the first things I tell people is, um, in the program is to pay attention, first of all, to the labels, but also to how much sugar. And then I give them how sugar is descri- disguised in our food. And um, I did this thing. And the reason why I'm saying this, you guys, is because I did this. I was a person addicted to sugar. I have been a sugar kid. I have been a, a sugar person since I was a kid. When I was growing up, there were candy houses. I'm dating myself, but there were candy houses. You didn't need to go to the store to get candy. You could go to a house in the neighborhood, and it was like a candy shop. And so on the way to school, I would go to buy the candy house. And back then, for 25 cents, you could get a lot of candy. But what happened was, over time, I just became really addicted to sugar. And a couple of years ago, I decided to give it up for Lent. And the first two days was really challenging because when that's all you focus on eating and that's what you really like, your body craves it. But then the third day, I was fine. Lo and behold, after the Lenten period, um, I didn't even want sugar. Now, I'm not saying that the foods that I ate and all that, I did go more organic, more natural, and, and things of that nature, and I still was getting sugar in my food, but I started really paying attention to the labels, which is the refined sugar, the corn syrup, the, you know, the um, all the uh, sugars that are in our food, <coughs> excuse me, and realized that I was taking in way more sugar than I absolutely needed, and I would have these peaks and valleys with regards to sugar in my in my blood sugar level. And um, it was very noticeable, and it wasn't until after I kicked the sugar habit that I was able to really see that, and, and the cravings went away. I, I didn't want it. Now, I do still have those issues around PMS time with the chocolate. <laughs> After it's just for that period of time, and now I know it's because it's related to my magnesium levels, but after that period of time, I don't crave sugar at all. And it's so funny because that's all I used to crave. I mean, I would eat healthy and all that, but I still would crave the sugar. So I'd get, instead of one dessert, I'd have three, you know, now, and then I'd work it off. But it was just crazy because I was just really saturating my blood sugar with sugar and and, and causing my insulin levels to be uh, pandemically high. And it was really just doing damage to my body. And I'm so glad I kicked that. So you guys, yes, um, pay attention to your sugar. If you're on that fertility track and you really want to have that baby and, and you're doing the stuff that Dr. Lee says, and if you can't get to Dr. Lee, then, you know, you might want to contact her to find somebody that she could recommend it that's in your area. Um, just doing the stuff will make you feel so much better in so, so many ways. And then you might be just relaxed enough to, lo and behold, have that um, that baby be created in just a miraculously natural way. It's just really beautiful. And here I am running on with my mouth again. But, okay, so I just want to, um, because we're getting close to, to our time, Dr. Lee, and I'm going to have to bring you back because you're fat. I know, I know. I could talk about this all day long. Go. <laughs> That's so funny. I don't want to let you go, but you're a busy lady, and and I really, really do appreciate you being here with us today. I just I want to say, um, can you give us really quickly um, what are the three things listeners can do to decrease their their exposure to toxin? And that's another big one for me. But real quick, just give us three things that our listeners can do that will decrease their exposure to toxin 
and actually help decrease their stress levels as well? Yes. Number one is to look into natural hair, body, and cleaning products. Love that. Number two is to look into getting water water and air filters for your home. Mm-hmm. And number three is to really, as you were mentioning before, just be aware of your food supply and where it's coming from. Love that. So you guys, you hear that? Um, you know, your hair, your hair body product that you utilize, you know, be aware of that. Um, number two was um go ahead actually I'm sorry what was um to look into water and air filters for your home and then number three your food supply and I I, I want to go back to the air filters and water filters because I had a, a, a lady a really good friend of mine who said that you know when you're in that hot shower and you're taking that bath the hot bath or the hot shower you don't realize where your water source is coming from and what's in it. And so it's an opportune time. Your body's nice and warm. Your pores are open. If you don't have a filter on your water system, you're absorbing all the toxins that are in your water supply. And you're in the prime area, pristine opportunity for these toxins to invade your body because your pores are open. It's a warm environment. So they're really flowing in. So I just want to emphasize, if you don't have a water filter, um, or water filters, get them. That That's very important. And pay attention to what you're putting on your body because if you're putting something on your body, such as a lotion that's full of toxic chemicals, you're absorbing that. You're absorbing that into your body. Um, so pay attention to all of that. And with regards to Dr. Lee in the, coming to the end of our show, I just want to thank you so much, Dr. Ann Lee, my favorite naturopath in the world. And, of course, the best acupuncturist there is. And um, please tell everyone how they can get more on you again. Tell them how they can connect with you and and just become the love you like I do. All right. So you just have to go to the website www.naturalfertilityformula.com. Okay, you guys. There it is. Triple W naturalfertilityformula.com. You can reach out and touch Dr. Ann Lee, um, and she will be more than happy to discuss with you, talk to you, help you navigate or get you connected with someone in your area. Um, I want to, again, thank you, Dr. Lee, for being a guest on the show today. You are absolutely more fabulous than I ever would have imagined. Uh, I don't know why. I I do attract fabulous people. (laughs) And I do the same. I am so happy that you invited me, and this was so much fun. Thank you so much. And as I close out the show, you guys, thank you for listening. I appreciate all of you. Please tell your friends, your family, those you love and care about about the show. Um, they will get good information each week. I guarantee it. No matter who's on, I tend to bring to you the most fabulous people I can find with the most fabulous current and forthright information. I am Rochelle Lawson, the queen of feeling fabulous. And as always, I am wishing you much um, health and wellness, as well as I like to say, I like to bring peace to your mind, wellness to your body, and tranquility to your spirit. 
Thank you again for listening to Blissful Living and have a fabulous day. Goodbye. You can find out more about Rochelle on her website, Rochelle Lawson, R-O-C-H-E-L-E Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N, or at healthhealingwellness.com. Or just click on her websites from the webtalkradio.net page right in front of you. And, of course, you'll want to come right back here next week for another episode of Blissful Living. Thanks for joining us.